What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Football. We have Dan Kiefer, we have myself, Justin Trees, and we have Riley O'Brien back on the podcast. All of our loyal listeners, you guys all already know Riley. He used to be on the podcast all the time. Riley then turned into our social media guy and getting a lot of our you know episodes prepped and stuff like that. He does a huge part for us. Um, we do we do this episode every year, just kind of like what's more likely, would you rather, like whatever it is, like that type of stuff. Riley comes up with some great content here. We're going to just let him ask us questions. We have no idea what they're at or what they are. And Dan and I are just going to kind of just off the top of our head, answer them. So um, guys, welcome back. How's it going? Doing great, man. Happy to be here. I got a question for you two. I know we got Trisivia coming, so it won't be a hard one. So we're all looking at the screen here, grown men. Do you guys know how to cut a watermelon? Like, if you get a whole watermelon at Piggly Wiggly, at wherever Teresa's holding one up, if you're going to cut it up for, like, a to like put in a bowl in your fridge, okay, rind off, cut it off the rind, how how do you go about doing that? Because up until tonight, I felt like I was committing a murder in my kitchen every time I did it. So it's That's funny, because, like, right now, there's a lot of, like, it's watermelon season, right? Summertime is, is watermelon hot. season. It's hot. It's juicy. Like everybody loves it. Right. Very light on the tummy. Um, but like, that's a huge thing on like TikTok and Instagram right now, like how to cut watermelons and stuff. Have you seen the new, the big thing on Amazon? It's almost like the apple cutters. You know, yeah, like the, get the like, big, the big ones. That's, that's my great go-to. podcast. And we that, all hand motioned it. That was great. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I have to order one of these because these are mm-hmm. awesome. And I feel like I'm not wasting this much and you don't have juice literally falling so, off the counter onto the ground. So, okay. So that, those are great. I used to have one until I broke it. Cause I'm just an absolute force. And so the center of the, like when you use the apple one where the core is like where the seeds and the core are on a watermelon that gets the center and the center of a watermelon is actually the most like juicy. That's the deepest red, if you will. But like, if you're going to cut it, if you don't have one of those. So here's what you're supposed to do. My wife taught me this is you, you cut it in half and then cut that half into a half. So you, you quarter it. Okay. And then if you're holding it, like it's smiling at you, you, you cut it six or seven, however, however big it is, you cut it into chunks that way. And then you just like blade it between the fruit and the rind, like in that red white area. And then it's like sliced and then you just slice those slices. Yes. Which, yeah, I think I, like, I actually think I saw a, a TikTok on this. Okay, well, it's apparently I'm gonna, I guess it's not a family you. secret then. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you. Like I'll send it to you and you can show her. Because like, um, I actually use my tree something if you have I use my Traeger, like my Traeger pan, because it's got thick sides, tall sides. So I was like, oh good, I won't get juice all over the countertop table because you use a regular cutting board that it just runs everywhere. Yes. So yeah. one thousand there you go. People helping um, people. Also helping people on watermelon. Riley, I promise we're going to let you talk here in a second. Um, I'm listening. I'm just listening. My wife has learned that she is not the watermelon picker at the store. I am because I always get the better ones. So a lot of people probably know this, but like, let me just say it for those people that don't. So when you want watermelon, how you choose is you want the ones that have yellow on one side. A lot of people like think that that's like bad. But no, that's good. That actually means it's sweeter. So like when it's all green and stuff, but then like one of the ends is a little yellow and it looks like it was just like sitting in the dirt or whatnot. The yellow ends mean it's sweeter. And then you, a lot of people do the tapping and make sure it sounds hollow. 
and hollow means it's juicier. The so, more hollow it sounds when you tap it, not the yellow it's gonna be. on the side, yellow on the end. It can be on the side at times as well. Yes, like as okay. the so, the yellow patch that it has wherever it is, you want it. You want it to have a solid yellow patch. Um, okay, because I thought the it bottom, was the, the darker green, like the darker no. green, the sweeter. Nope. Well, all right. Yellow patches. The more you know. So, uh, anybody want so to that's talking store, watermelon? Get, yeah, talking watermelon, folks. <laughs> We got. Yeah, I, I saw I saw your tweet, Dan, uh, just as we were jumping on about cutting watermelon. And I, I, I thought, like, is this slang for something? I didn't know what it was. But yeah, it turns out it's actually just legitimately cutting. Yeah, I, watermelon. Bought a, I bought a watermelon today. I, I learned a lot just there. I had no idea. I, I don't know. I think I would have looked for like already cut watermelon, but uh, I don't have to do that anymore. So see, I no, don't do that because sure I used that. to work in a grocery store and I like to cut up produce that's on display is the old, the stuff that was getting older had a bad spot that they take to the back and cut it up and sell it to yeah. So next name on that. <laughs> but listen, Riley lives the life, dude. He lives like the bachelor life that like, I loved going to Riley's house when we used to live next to each other. Just like, I could just go there. I know I'm just sitting on the couch, big TV, just chilling. Uh, you know that like, it's just like, it's like, protein drinks with a playstation in hand like ready to go music blasting like it's everything that you want like no seriously i'm like dude you live the life dude like it's (laughs) it's amazing i love it it's a it's a remarkably simple life but yeah it's worth it's working out for me all right yeah (laughs) i love it i love it all right okay we promise we will get into football here now all right so this is kind of i think that now, like I'm all worried now because I thought I had a good tree civia a couple weeks ago and Dan guessed it right off the bat. This one, I kind of think he's going to guess right off the bat as well, but we'll see. Ooh. But before I do that, also, this is the first podcast since our 4th of July episode. Um, I don't want to talk about it. For those that want to know, we literally tied in, I don't our, talk about in it. our teams, like tied to the exact. We, <laughs> like, uh... we both won two and the other one was literally split 50-50. Like, and we even counted the votes. If you go like look at the votes, it was an even number that voted. So it was yeah. a it could not be more of a tie. Yeah. And like I'm just so and of course it's the, the worst tie, worst possible outcome. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, the tie was cornhole, right? Uh, uh no. Or no, no, it was it was tug of war. It was tug of war that it was tug of war, yeah. And uh, the team that I thought we both thought I was gonna dominate it. Right. So it's funny how that happens. How dare you but, doubt okay. Roquan Smith? Yeah, apparently, apparently. So, okay. In the Super Bowl, Super, Super, Super? Oh, there we go. I can talk. In the Super Bowl era, how many teams have had a had had multiple first round picks and both of those first round picks have not made it to that team by the end of year 2? Hopefully that I worded that. Okay, so enough for you guys. teams that that picked two or more players in the first round, yes, and then by the second year, th- th- those players only those, played their rookie year on that team. Is they did not make it to the end of the second year? Yes. Okay. So yes, essentially. So Rosen's number. So so the Cardinals are one, right? Uh, no. So two players, not top two pick. Oh, it's going to be two players. Okay. I was trying, I was two just thinking players. like rookies so, that didn't yeah, yeah. make it to year so, two. Mo- so your team, the 
Miami Dolphins had multiple first round picks. They took mm-hmm. two players. Both of those players are not on the roster two years later. Mm. Okay. I, mm, that's hard to do because whenever you have a first round pick, you always get like the benefit of a doubt. I feel like when you're a first round exactly. pick, you get a three year window unless you're really a not great or you throw a big hissy fit. But these players had to play for the that team their rookie year, right? Like Eli Manning doesn't count, you know, because he got drafted by Chargers. Like, you know, yes. that okay, I'm yeah. I'm not trying to trick you. Yes. They I, played I'm gonna say two. Riley. Yeah, I was thinking it's gotta be a handful. Five. Okay. It is one. Okay. It is one. Now can you guess this team and what year? Um, I will tell you, it's in our era. I'm not trying to trick you of like it was in the 1970s or something like that. I don't know why. So I've noticed that your tree series tend to follow the news cycle. And since Rosen just got yes. signed today, shout out to Chosen Rosen. He's our guy. I want to say it's the Cardinals, but like I, and if it did that for some reason, like Rosen and Robert Kimdichie, I feel like they're in the same class, but I'm pretty sure they're not. But I feel like they could be because they both signed this week. So I'm going to just say the Cardinals because I can't stop thinking about it. It's a good guess. It is probably the Raiders or something silly like that. Riley, do you want to take a guess? Oh, shoot. I don't. I can't think of. Uh, any team no no team comes to mind so i'm entirely shooting in the dark the seattle it's got to be it it's got to be a team that like blew it up hard yeah so it's got to be the oakland raiders right oh my god I, it was the raiders it was god damn. Oh. oh i hate to see that it's do so you want to know what do you want to know what year it was i do do you want to take a guess or no uh 2000 is it it's the is uh what is it uh 2019 you're you're on the right page because you almost said the player's uh, name yeah it's 2000 it's 2020 and it's it's Henry Ruggs Ruggs and uh rugs and Ar- damon arnett Ar- and damon arnett yep boom both of them not That's making tough. it to the end of year two i thought you were going to guess it dan because you were literally like saying it to the t like it's going to be two players that really fuck it up. Like, <laughs> yes. Like it, right. definition of yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Like I was, uh, not, I was just trying I'm to not get Riley jokes about there. I thought stuff. if I threw it up, he could dunk it home for us. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, team in game. retrospect. Team yeah. In retrospect, that, that was there for me. I, I should have thought about it, but I, my mind just went blank and I, I threw out a, a pretty steady team like the Seahawks, but yeah, that, that it would be the Raiders, right? Like, right. It, and the Seahawks have had so many first round picks where you go like, what? Yeah. yeah, but they exactly. but they tend to hang on to those guys. So. Yeah, they do. Yeah, coach them. Dang. All right. Yeah. So, all right. There you go. There's true Sipia for you. Um. All right. Let's just dive into you know the meat and potatoes of this episode. And Riley, we're gonna hand it off to you. You can ask us a question, and we'll uh we'll give our opinions. All right. Perfect. So yeah, basically the the premise of this is what is more likely. Uh, Obviously, both could be likely, or, or maybe you think both are unlikely, but you got to give me one of the two. We can't sit on the fence. It's got to be, I'm going option A or B. So the first one we've got here, for, and this is for this upcoming NFL season, 
Is it more likely that Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP or that the Buffalo Bills win the AFC? You want to go first down or me? Uh, I, I can run. I'll let yeah. you go first on the next one. We'll just alternate. I'm going to go with it's more likely that Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. And that is solely because of the narrative being built around the Chiefs right now that they have no weapons. They have absolutely nothing. You know, oh, my God, what are they going to do? They're going to have to run the ball 30 times. I think I heard today between Rojo and CEH. Well, if that happens, Chiefs probably ain't making the playoffs, folks. Uh, So I think if the Chiefs win the AFC West as that's been – being built this off season, right? The Raiders brought in Devontae Adams. The Chargers made a bunch of moves. Uh, you know, the Broncos brought in Russell Wilson. Let's ride. So I think the narrative is you got to ride the narrative to get to the MVP. And I think Mahomes has the name power behind him. And then the narrative is working in his favor, where if he puts up another, you know, high 40s touchdown passes and the Chiefs are the one or two seed, he's going to win the MVP. I think that's just a stronger case. They're both totally could happen. You know, Buffalo's got, in my opinion, probably the best top to bottom roster in the NFL, but I think there's a better chance of Mahomes winning the MVP. Um, so Patrick Mahomes is tied for second right now in current MVP odds. So you have, you have Josh Allen at seven to one, and then you have Mahomes and Brady at at eight to one with Rogers right behind at nine to one. Um, So basically the question is, is do we think that the bills are going to be the one seed or the second favorite ends up pulling out the win? Um, I'm actually going to go exact opposite. And I am going to say the bills being the one seed. Um, No, no, it it was, I thought you would, by Bills win the AFC, I thought you meant like Bills are in the Super Bowl. That is that is fair. That is kind of how I phrased Bills, it. So. Bills being in the Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. it's Bills in the Super Bowl, not Bills are the one seed. Those very Sorry. different questions. Very different questions. Very much. Um, I did last year, I did go Bills and Packers for my Super Bowl, though. I felt very good heading into the playoffs. Did not happen, obviously. Um, okay, so Bills going to the Super Bowl. That's, I mean, by odds, you have to say Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP just because he's done it before. But I kind of want to say the Bills. I kind of feel like they've made their strides each year. And like, literally, the last thing they have to do is beat Patrick Mahomes. And like, that's it. Like, that's, that's all they need. They have the best, I think they have the best roster in the NFL. Um, I feel like they got all the weapons. I felt like they had a great draft class. They did lose, you know, their offensive coordinator, though. That's a little scary. I, I keep going back to Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. I, I know I started going the other way. Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes winning, winning the MVP. That's my, that's my final answer there. <laughs> I think that's fair. That was really a test to see how good you guys think the Bills are really going to be because, obviously, so many things have to go right to – to win your conference and to get to the Super Bowl, And like you said, history's on Mahomes' side. He's done it before, but um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good, good, good players, but Mahomes could obviously uh, repeat as MVP um, or win it again. What is more likely for this upcoming season that Tua establishes himself as the, the franchise guy in Miami or that Justin Fields does in Chicago? 
It's Tua by far and away. Like Tua has the weapons. He has yeah. He has the offensive guru that we we love. Dan and I love. Um, it has to be Tua. There, he's going to scheme it around that offense to make sure that it's a success. And I think that the Bears did anything but help Justin Fields. Like they have they have Mooney and who else? Like literally nobody else, right? Like people are still trying to convince themselves that like Cole Komet is going to be like the next like great tight end. And I just haven't seen it yet. So um, yeah, for sure. Just doesn't feel like, and they brought in a defensive coordinator for their head coach. Like um, felt like you really needed to go offensive minded there for Justin Fields. So uh, I'm taking Tua without a doubt on that one. Yeah. We're going to disagree on one of these eventually won't be this one. I too am rolling with Tua uh, and it's, as much as I like Tua and what the Dolphins have done, everything Therese mentioned, I think what really seals this is, as you said, Justin, the the Bears did nothing to help Fields. Uh, Darnell Mooney, they brought in a 37-year-old rookie, uh, Vilas Jones. They, yeah, they brought in Cole Komet. They brought in Nikhil Harris, which is nice. But if you look at what they've done, all the wide receivers they've brought in have super high run blocking grades, not receiving grades. This is a team that's going to run the ball. We see this all the time when teams hire a defensive minded head coach. They want to play good defense. They want to run the ball. Well, guess what? Chicago's always had a good defense. They used a majority of their draft picks on defense, their first two picks on defense, and then stories have already came out, right? It's training camp season. It's buzz season. The Bears want to run the ball with Montgomery and Virginia Tech legend Khalil Herbert. So between those two, Fields isn't going to get the chance to throw the ball as much. He doesn't have the guys to throw to. Everything is pointed to his direction on this. So give me my guy, Tua. Now that's fair, and we, Dan, you alluded to it in the uh, Trucivia. Usually, these guys on, you know, those rookie contracts are given the benefit of the doubt. They get, you know, a few years at it. So, where are you guys at with Justin Fields? Do you feel differently about him today? Um, I know Trees liked him a lot when he was drafted. Was happy that the Bears traded up to get him. Um, not sure where you stand on it, Dan. But how how do your evaluations of Justin Fields stand today? Yeah, uh, Fields was to be Q, uh, sorry, QB2 for me in that draft class. I just want like a sign, like a meme of her, of uh, Fields holding up a sign that just says LOL help, I think would be the best thing for this. Uh, you watch the guy play, and even as a rookie being raw, he could out-athlete so many players on the field. Okay, it was almost like a young Cam Newton, where even though the scheme wasn't perfect, the play call wasn't perfect, the weapons weren't great, he's going to make something happen anyway, because he's just a better athlete than everybody else. And I think that's there. That's not going away. But yeah, hopefully they don't pick 101 because then it's going to be Will Anderson. Maybe they pick like five or six, they can grab a wide receiver or something for the guy, because he's going to need help. And we see this all over. If you want your young quarterback to succeed, you need to surround them with help. And sadly, the Bears haven't done that to this point. What about you, Therese? Where are you uh, at with your evaluation of of Justin Fields? Yeah, kind of the same. Like I I, saw a lot of flashes there. Everybody did. Um, I think that he's going to run it way more than probably what he wants to this this season, just because like he just is going to be scrambling a little bit. But um yeah he made the throws last year you you saw it like you could see him doing all that stuff but like at some point you have to have 
the weapons and the skill set of other players to like help elevate your play and the offense in general. Um, yes, Montgomery is great. Herbert's great. You know, Moody's great. Mooney is great. But like, that's really all they have. And like, that's just like a recipe for disaster. Um, it's going to fall on, it's going to fall on him, uh, but on fields, but I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, let's talk about some wide receivers. Uh, I pulled their statistics from last season, and I'm curious to see what you guys – what uh, scenario you think is more likely. Justin Jefferson has 10 or more touchdowns or Jamar Chase has 13 or more touchdowns this season? Both. <laughs> um, I think Justin Jefferson's getting 10 touchdowns. When you were uh, reading that off, Riley, you said, you know, Justin Jefferson, I said, yes. In my head, I was like, yes. And then you said, Jamar Chase, they're doing, yes. Um, so can, can I take both? I know you said pick a side. So I guess the safer one is Justin Jefferson because uh, I, I think that offense is going to take off and he is going to be the focal point uh, of the offense. He should be. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I think it's Justin Jefferson. Last year was weird. Thielen got a bunch of, like, just happened to be touchdowns. Uh, but if you follow the numbers, follow the targets, it's going to be Jefferson. Uh, I think it's Jefferson by far and away. I mean, like, this dude's averaging 1,500 yards and averaging, like, eight and a half touchdowns a season. Um, for sure, I think it's going to end up being him getting 10 touchdowns. Um, I actually don't think Chase gets to 13 touchdowns. So um, I know that Dan was saying both. I actually don't think it's both. I, I would be a little surprised if Chase got 13. Chase got 13 last year. Um, but Higgins was beat up, right? T. Higgins was beat up a little bit during the season. And um, I think that that really helped Chase get a few extra. So I think that uh, Higgins is going to steal a little bit of touchdown thunder from him. Um, not to mention, at some point, that offense is going to use Joe Mixon in the passing game, right? 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 At some point, they're going to like use that skill set of his. Um, I don't know. So... Chase is going to have a monster year. He's going to have, you know, 12, 1300 yards. I still think he has 10 touchdowns. I just don't know if he that. I don't know if he matches his 13 from his rookie year. Okay. Not, so on that note, let's talk a little bit more about the Bengals. Um, I don't know anybody that had them going to the Super Bowl at the start of last year. Uh, they had a hell of a run. I've heard, I've read debates that people think, is it, is it a fluke or no, you've got Joe Burrow. You're, you're bound to get back at some point. Do you guys think it's more likely that the Bengals, let's say, win at least one playoff game or shit hits the fan and they miss the playoffs altogether? My turn first. Um, I actually have said this on the podcast already. Uh, I don't know if I see the Bengals making the playoffs this year. Um, one, there's history of the Super Bowl loser having a down year the next year. Like that's like a real thing. I know the last couple of years, like it hasn't happened because, but that's because it's like Patrick Mahomes losing it. Um, and I know it's Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is amazing. I'm not doubting that. Um, more of my part is like other teams just got so much better, right? Like the Broncos are so much better. Um, I still think the chargers got better. Um, who else? The Ravens were 
beat up last year. I think that the Ravens get back on top of that division, right? Like there's all these things. Um, like who's to say that the Steelers aren't, aren't better this year. Like now they have a quarterback that actually throws it past like seven yards. Like they could be better. Like there's a whole, the dolphins got better, right? Like there's all these teams that I think that got better. And so like, this is not a down thing and knocking the Bengals per se. I just think it's going to be a harder path this year than it was last year. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Trees. I, uh, we got to find one of these that we disagree on, man. Um, Cause uh, I, like, like you said, I have nothing against the Bengals. I adored their run they went on. I think everybody in America was rooting for the Bengals every single week. Burrow is such an infectious personality. Joe cool. You, you can't not love him. but everything broke their way on that playoff run to the Super Bowl. Okay. The, everything. And that's what has to happen a lot of these times. So I could definitely see this being a dip year, not necessarily because the Bengals, I think they will be better overall uh, top to bottom as a team this year than they were last year. But this year there is that sleeping giant actually team I'm picking right now to win the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens that trees mentioned they're healthy. And if they can stay healthy, that's a football team folks. Like they're really freaking good. Not to mention things are lining up where it might be a Lamar Jackson prove it year. Our boy got a little thicker. He's ready to take some hits. I, I'm excited to see Lamar Jackson this season because I think he might just go off. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bengals, but it's nothing against the Bengals. It's just take the field in that scenario. You know, always bet on the field. That's fair, fair, and makes perfect sense. Maybe I need to uh, come up with a little bit more difficult one. See if we can get a disagreement here on one of them. Um, let's see if this is one of them. Kyler got that huge extension today. What's more likely this season? He wins a playoff game in Arizona or uh, they don't win a playoff game. Maybe they make the playoffs, but they lose in the first round again, the uh, wild card round. But I don't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, so I, I'm, on the, I'm on the side that they don't make the playoffs. I don't think this is a good roster. I think it's, it's a really cute roster, and Cliff Kingsbury might start out 4-0 again and then lose the next 13. Uh, it seems they get off to a hot start every year. But I don't have Arizona making the playoffs right now, so I'm on. Uh, I'm out on that. Is Congratulations that, to Kyler, though. Get your money, man. Love it. Is that how much of that has to do with Kyler? If you, if Dan Kiefer's the GM of the Cardinals, would you have extended that, given him that contract? Yeah, I think you have to. Uh, that's the that's the world we're in right now, and uh, it's actually good on the Cardinals. I know a lot of people have fun, me included, pointing fun at the bad moves they make, but signing any any like tier one player or player you think is at the best of their position, like the Cardinals clearly think Kyler is anytime you have a chance to lock that player up, do it as soon as possible because every single contract resets the market. So if that's going to happen, do that shit ASAP. Okay. Just, just do it. Okay. We've seen it holding out to pay a quarterback later. Never works. Ask the Cowboys. Okay. They ended up paying Dak a lot more. So yeah, good on the Cardinals, good on Kyler for securing the bag. I think it's just a win-win all the way around. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's, I think it had to be done. Like look where they were at before Kyler, like as, as much as anybody wants to make fun of like them, like, you know, always starting out six and oh, seven and oh, and then falling apart and losing first round. Like they were the number one pick before them. Like they weren't even thinking playoffs. So, um, and that's a lot is due to Kyler. So, um, 
Yeah, uh, I was like going through just trying to figure out like where I would rank like the Cardinals like in the in the NFC, and I'm like just going through it. I'm like probably rank Dallas ahead of them. Probably rank honestly, I love what Philly has done. So rank Philly ahead of them. Still got to rank Green Bay ahead of them. Got to rank Tampa ahead of them. You have the Rams. I think the Niners. I know they were behind them last year, but I think the Niners are better than them. That's six teams. So, and I know seven make the playoffs. So Cardinals are in that seventh spot with fighting with what the saints and Minnesota, like somewhere in that area. So I could see them not making the playoffs as well. I do think they make the playoffs, but if you're going into that like seven seed, I mean, that's just a bad area to be six and seven, like in the, like in any spot is, but like, that means you're facing most likely either the Rams or the Bucks, right? Like those are, yeah. I think just those like two teams year. are going to, yeah, just like last year, right? Those are the top two teams. Like you just don't want to face them. So um, I'm going to say they, yeah, they, they don't win a game. So I guess that's more likely for me. They don't win a game. And then I think it's Kingsbury is gone and they yeah. find another, they find another head coach, but that head coach now knows he's got his quarterback locked in. He doesn't yeah. have to, like, you don't have that like as you're as an owner trying to convince a head coach to come in and the head coach be like, so do I have my quarterback or do I not? Like you, yeah. you have that secured. Right. Yep. No, I think Dan's spot on excellent answer with the, uh, like you said, you each contract resets the market. You had to give that extension to Kyler. It was such a weird thing earlier this off season when he was, deleting all the stuff on Instagram. I'm like, it, it just seemed like a no brainer. They, they're going to have to extend him. It should be an amicable thing. Um, on this front now, different, different teams. I totally kind of different scenarios, but again, you got to pick one. What, which is more likely that the chargers win a playoff game or that the 49ers win a playoff game. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's it. There we go. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say the Niners because I think they're an extremely hard team. Like, that's the team every year, kind of like the, like, you know, the Titans, for example. Like, it's like, shit, we have to play this team in January. Like, no thanks. Want no part of that. I mean, like, let's just go back to last year, right? Like, everybody, like, let's be honest, everybody pretty much had the Packers locked into the Super Bowl, like heading into the playoffs, right? Like they were, they were dominating. And then they just went out and just got punched in the mouth by the, by the 49ers. So I'm going to say the Niners, though I do think that they both win playoff games this year. Like, I think this is the year the Chargers and no, everybody's like, no, it's the Chargers here. Like always, you know, like that type of stuff. Like I'm not even saying they're winning their division. I'm just saying, I do think the Chargers find a way to win a playoff game this year. I hate this question, Riley. This is a really great question, but I hate it. Um, so, yeah, the, the 49ers, nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. Okay, just ask any Green Bay fan ever. Uh, they're a tough team. Play great defense, and they can run They run the ball well. That's how you win in playoff games. I think it's more likely the Chargers make the playoffs than the 49ers, but in the playoffs, I think it's more likely that the 49ers win the game over the Chargers just because, A, the AFC is incredibly tough. The AFC is 10 times tougher than the NFC. Sorry. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what. As a guy who's followed the Chargers for a long time, and Charger fans, listen, I am not saying this to make you mad. I feel you. You're a bad luck franchise. Things just go wrong for you. I'm sorry. My, my heart bleeds for you. We're talking this team has had the number one offense and defense in the NFL miss the playoffs. 
this team's had one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history miss three game miss three field goals in a playoff game and get beat by the goddamn Jets. Okay, this is this team. They've gone fourteen and two, been awesome, and then ran into Tom Brady. They things just go wrong. Okay, the best team they had was Philip Rivers on a torn ACL, and I think the MCL too playing through it. This I just I can't ever bet on the Chargers winning anything. It's a it, it's a staple of my livelihood. I just can't do it because they hurt they've hurt everybody too much. So I'm sorry. I'm playing the eyes and I'm picking the Niners. Insert the image of. Philip Rivers playing on the torn ACL, but then LT sitting on the bench in his giant coat, but with his visor helmet on. And you just like, see that like, cause he was hurt too, but like mm-hmm. for some reason he wasn't playing as much. And then everybody kind of, then Philip Rivers was playing on a torn ACL and everybody was like, yeah. LT what's up? Totally different position. I get it. I'm not the one saying that I was super young when that happened. Right. Yeah, but I just, I still remember LT. I'll come after you. Oh, LT's <laughs> LT's my LT is my second favorite Second favorite running back of all time. I have a giant LT uh, like canvas upstairs. I love it. It's awesome. So going into that draft, uh, Dan, tell me, you're going to have to give me a quick rundown what your thoughts were. Cause we're talking about a team and, and everything you said, there's, there's validity to it, but this team is quarterbacked by Justin Herbert. And I remember tree saying going into that draft, Herbert's going to climb the ranks there. And in, in retrospect, I'm sure, um, I can't remember who picked two in that draft, but he's probably the second pick. But what are your thoughts Washington. on Justin Herbert? Yeah, Washington. Washington yeah, took I, um, they took Chase Young. That yeah, yeah, right. it was uh, yeah, it was Burrow Young. Can't remember. Okuda. Can't remember. Two Herbert. Um, but uh, yeah, I I had Herbert. I think quarterback three. I know I had him behind Burrow, and I had him behind Tua. Um, but like, I just wasn't a Herbert guy. Um, he always had a cannon arm. And I think a lot of it is that was when I was first starting to really get into like the nuts and bolts, the X's and O's of football and Oregon used Herbert. So weird. They just, they just did. They, they like, they were putting a round hole into a, like a square peg into a round hole. It was crazy. I know when they played Wisconsin, the Rose bowl and waxed them, I instantly hated Herbert. I just hated him because he roasted my college team. But uh, yeah, I, I like Herbert. Now I think you'd be a fool to double down and say, you still don't like him. Kids got it. You know, he's got a rocket arm uh, last year, the bills game. That's like a top in my opinion, it was probably game of the year, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, he had probably what trees four between four and six throws that were like, if you don't make this, your season's over. And every time he sacked up and nailed it. So yeah, you can't not tip your hat to him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, let's do two more before we head out for the day. Riley, go ahead. Okay. Um, what is more likely with Russell Wilson that would you say he has the, I mean, he had some, obviously he had some really good years in Seattle, but we saw last year what a change can do for a quarterback, what Stafford did with the Rams more likely that Russell Wilson has the best year of his career this year, or is that less likely? Uh, less. Um, I think it's, it's less likely. He's going to be in a more open offense. Uh, definitely. You know, in comparison to Seattle who Pete Carroll just was here to chew bubble gum and run the ball. And he never ran out of bubble gum or wanting to run the ball. But uh, so I think they're definitely going to be in a more wide open offense. Yes. The Broncos have 
weapons up the wazoo and this and that. He had that in Seattle, folks. DK Metcalf, he ain't no scrub. Tyler Lockett ain't no scrub. They're good wide receivers, too. Historically, if we look, big-name quarterbacks going to a new market, that first year is kind of down. Now, the next year, guys ball out. So if I could like parlay in a year from now when we do this, just go ahead and put in my answer now that'll probably have the best year of his career. But this year, I'm I'm gonna say it's less likely. And then uh next year, let's throw some money down. All right. So if we're going best year, we're basically saying that Russell Wilson does better than his 2020 season, where he had forty two hundred yards, forty touchdowns, and thirteen interceptions. I guess maybe not so much statistically. I guess let's say the Broncos win multiple playoff games. Okay, because I mean, let's not forget they also won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's hard to beat it. That yeah, is, okay. You know, yeah. So like, so it's hard to beat that. Um, so if we're going just like off of us, like stats plus your team, um, I mean, it's hard to obviously do that uh, for like what he's done. But like, if I'm going stats only, honestly, I yeah, I don't think so. I think that I think he's probably in that like mid thirties touchdown passes, 33 to 36, somewhere in that area with like probably like 10 to 12 interceptions, 17 games though. 17 so games. That's also fair. That's fair. And cause last year he missed a few. So he only played 14 with 31. I wouldn't be shocked if he flirted with 40. I wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but at the See, same time, you know, let's not be... pretend that they don't have Javante Williams at running back. Literally what I was just about to say is like, I kind of <laughs> feel like if they get inside the five, like, I think that they will run it. Right. They, they With love Melvin Gordon. Melvin. Let's they go. love Melvin Gordon. Right. Like, like they didn't bring <laughs> him back just to like sit there. And like, I know, like that's the biggest topic in fantasy right now is like Javante Williams, like what's going to happen with him and stuff like that. And like, they brought Melvin Gordon back because they're going to use him. Like it's going to be a 50, 50 split at the start of the year. And yeah, we hope that it shifts gears, but like it didn't last year either. <laughs> so I think it's going to this year just because it's year two and you, you finally have to just start playing that dude, that dude being Williams. But um, yeah, I, okay. Yeah. I could see him flirting with 40. Um, does he pass 40 on the dot though? Like, cause like 40 is his, best season given in 16 games not 17 so does he get to 41 so let's just do it over under 40 and a half would you take over under under. okay me too me too so yeah so i i I guess that's a a tough one to answer i guess yeah dude we gotta disagree on this next one trace whatever you pick i'm just gonna say it now i'm gonna disagree with you because i'm tired of i'm tired of agreeing with you i (laughs) I agree with this yeah agreed Agreed. you get to go first unintended okay Let's see if uh, Dan can bleed some green on this one. I, I was uh, going to ask this right off the bat, but I figured I'd wait on this one. I'm trying to think touchdowns, wins. Let, let me just o- make it a little more open-ended. Who has a better season this year? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> or Zach Wilson. Because <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Treese tweeted out, I swear, it was during Lawrence's freshman year. Jacksonville, do whatever you've got to do to go get this guy. And then last year there was talk like it was underwhelming, right, for for what the expectations were. But I want to know, like, this time next year, is Jacksonville saying 100% we've got our guy, they got who they thought they were getting, or is is uh, are the Jets fans feeling more that, uh, more that way about Zach Wilson? 
because I like both these players, but I want to know your thoughts. All right. Okay. Um, I'm, and yeah, call it Homer, call it whatever you want. Like I'm going to go with Trevor. Um, I thought Zach, I mean, they both played very bad last year. Like, like, let's not, you know, beat around the bush. They both played very bad. I'm going to also say that like Trevor had way more to deal with, with, with urban Meyer, with literally not having any real like wide receiver talent leading the NFL in dropped catches and, uh, projected yards that that actually that side came out the other day actually and he was he was number one uh brady was actually number two which was like shocking um just showed how how well that offense was for the bucks last year um but like also like doug peterson's the man dude like he look what he did with carson wentz like i have full faith he can do something <laughs> with trevor lawrence who was a way better talent and then say what you want about christian kirk did he get overpaid? Sure. Like whatever. He's still a good receiver. He's still going to, he still finds a way to get open. They'll find a way to get Chenault. Right. Um, let's not forget Travis ETN comes back. Like those two were college teammates. Like let's, let's make sure we don't forget that Marvin, Marvin Jones can, I mean, he's on his last leg, but he, hopefully he has one more year. I will say I do love the receiving weapons of the Jets. I love the Garrett Wilson thing. I think Corey Davis is good. They brought in CJ uh, Uzama, um so they have weapons i just i'm going to i guess i'm gonna just put more trust in doug peterson to find a way to get them rolling um i could see and full disclosure i could see you trevor starting off a little slow and just getting better and better throughout the season so when you like how you said at this time next year i think a lot of jags fans will be like look at the last like six or seven weeks of the season trevor was better than Third, you know, like no, I almost said thirty, like twenty. Like he's better than twenty. Say he was a top ten QB. Like, it's very great. People love that. Yeah, exactly. Like let's say, like he's in that, like he's in the, you know, he finishes stats middle tier stuff. But like if you looked at the final like six games, like maybe he's in the top like eight of like stats, you know, like and I think Jags fans will like be excited about that. So this time next year, I think that we'll be saying Trevor's better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I um, you'll never hear me say that Zach Wilson's better than Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm personally confused how we went from like three years, four years of drooling, uh, just absolutely hot in the pants for Trevor Lawrence, and then he has a bad year with arguably the worst NFL head coach in existence, uh, the worst scheme in existence, and we're like, oh yeah, he's booty now. Um, that's not how things work at the same time. This is a new scheme. As uh, Therese mentioned, this is a new system. Granted it is a quarterback friendly system. And Doug Peterson has a track record of developing quarterbacks. Uh, meanwhile, Zach Wilson is in year two, same scheme. There's lots of comfort around him. They brought in more weapons like Garrett Wilson. They brought in CJ Uzama. So there should be growth there. Zach is in a better position to grow from year one to two than Lawrence did because Lawrence is basically like having his actual rookie year now in terms of development. So I think if we did like an over under on touchdowns, who throws more, I would take Lawrence, but that's mainly because of the scheme that uh, Zach Wilson's in. That is a run first offense. Okay, and it always has been. It probably always will be, no matter yeah, how many weapons the, you have. It's from it the Shanahan. A, Shanahan's yeah, exactly. Tree. Just it's the Shanahan tree. So it's that's a run first offense. Okay, we saw it. they got Michael Carter. They brought in Brees Hall. They're going to run the ball, which is great for Zach Wilson. 
because that should take the pressure off him. You don't want him throwing the ball 45 times a game, okay? The only thing he should be doing 45 times is his mom's friend, okay? See? Uh, so, um, shout out the Mormon church. So, uh, I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been built as a franchise quarterback since he was playing Pop Warner football. Okay. That's not changing in one year, just because urban Meyer was at the bar looking for Zach Wilson's mom's friend. Okay. But she was already with Zach. So I'm, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence here. I wanted to go opposite the trees and you just happened to go pick this, of course, you know, whatever we got a whole season worth of betting shows that we can argue about with each other. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence here. I think Zach Wilson should show growth. Uh, Kids got talent. There's no doubt about it. He needs to learn to check the ball down to Michael Carter. Okay. Hopefully Mike white can teach him that because that's how the offense took off last year. But uh, ultimately, yeah, give me Lawrence over Wilson. That's, that's where I'm at. Good stuff. Love it. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. Always a fun episode. This is great, man. You know, play some random, random stuff. Um, We'll do more throughout the season too. I think, I think it'll be a fun time. Um, before we log off, yeah, there's a few other things. So, um, one, Dan, we're at a, we just started a fantasy college football season, which is going to be electric. So, um, we might even do some sort of like little live video or something of it. It's going to be draft. Okay. So I played college fantasy football like three years ago. And it was Jonathan Taylor's last year at Wisconsin, and I had Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so I did well. Um, but since then, yeah, I haven't played it, and I was like, you know what? I got a pretty good pool of degenerates in my inner circle. Let's uh, let's throw it out there. And, of course, you guys sucked right to it. So uh, it'll be great. We're doing a new platform that I haven't played on before, uh, Fantrack. So if anybody's got any uh, insight, help, please send that my way. Uh it's going to be good. Yeah, we should we should do something because um I don't know about you, but I have like three or four different resources that I'm pooling together cuz I'm a I'm a spreadsheet oriented drafter and I think uh that's what you have to do cuz our player pool is division 1. So it's everybody from Alabama till to Marshall basically. We're just everybody. That's the player pool. So if you got any sleepers, slide in the DMs folks. Yeah, or don't into his and into mine. Either way, either way is fine. Um, so, anyways, I thought that was exciting. Two, I mean, it's about that time where you know fantasy starts to really take off. So that's super exciting. Gambling starts to take off. Um, within the last two weeks, basically all platforms have given out their you know week one odds. So it's almost time for us to start talking about those as well. So, um, oh yeah, I know. Excited just thinking about it. Um, We'll get into it more, but I just needed to talk to you about it. Florida, Utah starts off as even, and I hate it. Oh, that's not good at all. I hate it. I needed Florida favored. Me too. I wanted Florida like three and a half. That would have been yeah. awesome. Awesome. I would have taken it all day. What date is that game? It, like seems, it doesn't call 2nd. it. Se- September okay. 3rd. September 3rd, 3rd boys. Right. Yep. Yep. I'm there. Tickets. You're going? Yeah, tickets to Gainesville booked, ready to go. So um, I'm excited. Just found out that it's a 7 p.m. game, 7 p.m. game. Nice. They're choosing that over like the, uh, what is it, Georgia, Oregon? Georgia, Oregon is like the wow. 1, p- 1 p.m. game 
or I guess three Eastern um, that afternoon. So yeah, I would have thought that would be opposite. I would have thought it. I thought it would have been opposite as well. Richardson versus Cam. Bad Moon Rising. Can't wait. It is. Going I'm going to keep pushing that nickname electric. until it catches on because it's electric. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I in Utah, you're never going to beat Thick Boy Seven. Like that's <laughs> that's the thing is like because th- he has a big old trunk. Um. So. Well, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't think you'll ever be able to like pass that here in Utah because that's what a lot of people say. So. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. So we're going to get back into it some more. Like now that it's starting to get closer, um, we're going to start trying to get back to once a week at this point. Now that like we have a ton of talked about, like, so what the Raiders have already reported to camp and I think like 20 something mid 20 teams show up this Mm -hmm. weekend. And then a few bleed into like Monday or Tuesday of next week, I believe. So I think the first, uh, first preseason games that I've seen, for the NFL or, th- or three weeks from tomorrow. Um, and so uh, and there, well, games. the hall of fame game, might be <laughs> the hall of fame game is in two weeks, <laughs> two, two weeks, weeks from Saturday. That's yeah. the yearly text message I get from tree saying, okay, we're that wake up that Sunday morning. There's we've got football from here till February. Yep. For sure. And the Jags are in Just around the, the jet. The Jags are, are the hall of fame game this year. So a little excited in there. So I'll take Who's that. The, who are they playing? The Raiders. There you go. Yeah. Did you know um, that the Raiders are the only team in the Super Bowl era to uh, have two first round picks not make it to their second year? I did I didn't know that. Know that. I, I didn't. Did. Tell <laughs> me more. Tell me more. Um, but to answer your question, then I think I heard you say, "Do you gamble on preseason?" Absolutely. Like, what else am I gonna do? Like, just sit I there and it. watch and watch fifth string dudes that like aren't gonna be on an NFL roster ever again, like the next week. Like, absolutely, I'm going to bet on those guys. For sure. It's plain and simple. So, all right, boys, that does it for us. We appreciate you all. Again, we're going to try to get back to, for sure, once we're into August, next week, we'll see how the schedules line up. But for sure, starting next week, or sorry, next month, start of the month, we will be back on a weekly basis. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.